This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 11th, episode 2431. This episode is brought to you today by Kemen Equine. Happy post-Mother's Day and good morning, horse world. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. That's very positive and upbeat. I like it. <laughs> well, welcome everybody. You know what? You know what this week is, Jamie? Um it's May the second, third. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you said. It's I like how you week, said after Monday it doesn't matter because you're right. It really doesn't matter. Anymore, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Is it May? I, it could be February. It could be October. I don't know. Well, I know what week it is though. It's Equestrian Artists Week here on Horses in the Morning, and we're starting off with a couple of really cool ones. We have Amber Dunmeyer on. She's with Wine Winnie. When I looked at all the artists that applied to come on the show, which was a lot more than we're ever going to be able to get on, uh, I thought, what really represents the quarantine and everything everybody's been going through? And then I saw that she paints wine glasses, and mm-hmm. I thought that was appropriate. So we're going to have her on. She does horse characters, custom ones, so she does your horsey on a wine glass. And then we meet Jennifer Zungati, Zungetti of Equine Ribbon Creations, and we learn about her amazing work, turning your old ribbons into amazing works of art, and we all have thousands of old ribbons sitting around. And then we finish out the show with Lynn from Jumping Nation talking about the new rules for showing with the USEF after June the 1st, which is causing quite a stir, so we'll talk about that. All coming up on today's show. But first, there were several celebrities that that died over the weekend. And one of them that you and I really relate to is uh, Frank Costanza. Jerry Stiller died. Ben Stiller's dad, yeah. Yeah. And I guess he was like super old. 92. (laughs) He was one of those when I told Jennifer, she said, was he still alive? (laughs) No, I thought, I mean, he's, he was just timeless. Like he just seemed never aged. Like he was born old and stayed old. I know. Cause every time, cause even in Seinfeld, how long ago was that? I mean, oh my gosh, 25 years. (laughs) And he was old then. So uh, he played, of course, uh, uh, he played Frank Costanza. And do you want to hear just a little clip? You know I do. (laughs) Doctor gave me a relaxation cassette. When my blood pressure gets too high, the man on the tape tells me to say, Serenity now! Are you supposed to yell it? The man on the tape wasn't specific. (laughs) (laughs) He just... (laughs) 
He was such a classic. And How he spent- many people say that to themselves, by <laughs> yes. the way? Serenity now! I say that all the time. I'm like, oh, serenity now! There's been lots of people saying it over the last couple of months. Yeah, that and-, and December 23rd is Festivus, Glenn. I know, Festivus. And Festivus. we actually were listening to clips. We did no pre-show meeting today because we were just listening to clips. I d- I, we Frank. could have done hours of, of <laughs> Jerry Stiller. He uh, He also was on King of Queens. Did you watch that? No, I love Kevin James, but I just, you know me, I don't do sitcoms with laugh tracks. Yeah, I really, you can't do it. I know. You I just can't don't do it. it. And I could, I'd never just, I'd never watched the show. But he was on a thousand other shows, too. And he used to, he started out in the 50s performing with his wife. I mean, that's how they started. Uh, and he just continued in these all, I, and every role he seemed to have, he was yelling. He just seems, yeah. he was always yelling. It was his character. He was definitely typecast. So, rest in peace to Jerry. Uh and his son Ben Stiller, of course. Yeah, know. yeah. All right, let's. Uh, and apparently, he, he died of natural causes. It was not COVID related. He was ninety two. So here is uh, my daily Winnie. Well, I have a birthday. Just one today. Happy birthday to Julie Hansen, one of our terrific auditors. Happy birthday to her. You know, you think you're a good horse trainer, right? So, Glenn, when I moved here to Oklahoma, before I moved, I taught all the horses to come when I call them. And your training tip of the day is every time you grain your horses, make us like I have a whistle. And I would whistle every time I would grain the horses. So now when I whistle, they associate it with grain and they come running to me. I called it my tornado drill. And so now when I'm here, it'll well, work. Yeah, you whistle, I whistle, and they all come running to me because it's they like think they're going to get goodies. Yeah, it's, it's so my tornado drill. So I, I we had a mother. Which is good to party, have when you live in Oklahoma. Right? <laughs> yeah. And it's instantaneous. <laughs> they hear that whistle, they're like, oh my God food from the lady, you know, so they come running. So here's the thing. Um, we had a mother's day party yesterday. We actually had family over and like saw people, everybody, you know, kept their distance and everything, but it was really fun. And to have it in our new house, which was awesome. Well, your house is big enough to be distant. (laughs) Exactly. And, and we put like patio chairs outside and we had a really nice time and cut up a watermelon and there's all this extra watermelon rinds. And I thought, Hey, children, would y'all like to see something really cool? Let's take the back. Cause if, if you're in my new house, Think of my property and I'm looking out into the backyard. The barn is way over to the left at the top of the hill. I'm in the middle and the property goes about equidistance down the hill and the horses were all at the bottom of the hill. And so to get past me, to get to the barn, they have to go past me and then on up to the barn. But I'm standing there. I've got a bag of watermelon rinds and I'm like, Hey kids, watch what I can do. I can call. And Chad's like, this is really cool. Everybody watch. Um, and just when you think you're awesome, so I go out there and I've got my bag of watermelon and I'm like, I do the whistle and they all pick their heads up and I'm standing there in the backyard with the bag. And I'm like, come on, guys. And they pick up their heads and they start galloping. 
and they gallop right by me <laughs> and go right back to the barn. <laughs> so what I learned, it's not me. It's not me. It's the barn. They've associated the barn with the food, not the human with the food. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all are going to, I'm such an amazing horse trainer. Watch what I can do. My horse is going to call them. And they literally looked at me as they galloped by me. Like, I'm pretty sure Duke. Well, for me a tornado a drill, though, heading head directly to the barn is probably a good thing. Um, it's, and I was like, suck it. Did they all go in jerks. their own respective stalls or? Yeah, they all run into their stalls. Now, <laughs> the, the, there's only one side of the barn that's accessible. So they all just kind of like wait outside, like to be brought in. So they just gallop up to the barn. Some the dominant <laughs> horses go in the stalls and the other ones just wait. Does it go in the right stalls or any, any particular stall? Just we any don't stall have right stalls oh, okay. here. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I keep everybody guessing all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, they galloped, I mean, right by me. And here's these children that were like well, ready with watermelon rinds to feed the horses and all this. And I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> My horses are jerks. <laughs> they just go right by me. See, it? they were like, that's amazing. It's like a movie. They're galloping up. And then they just shoot me a bird and keep on going. <laughs> Damn it. Horses never Sorry. disappoint. Sorry, kids. <laughs> Throw the rind in the in the yard. It'll be it'll be eaten by something. Well, that's neat that you got there and that the family got to come out and see the new house. I know. It was awesome. And it's it's just so open and spread out that there was just no short. It was so fun to see all the kids in the backyard. There's seven children out there swinging. And, and we had a, it was just really, really fun. Lots of outdoor fun activities. So it was fun. Lots to drink. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> there's that. What you is Mother's Day? Kill the germs, right? <laughs> it is, and this is an especially po poignant Mother's Day for all the mothers who have been thrown into homeschooling. Uh, so an especially poignant one this you, year. Like, like Lucas made me a shirt. Like he and Chad like painted a shirt. Of course, Chad helped. And then he made a sculpture out of rocks. Like took a bunch of rocks and, and they like glued the rocks together to make it like the shape of a horse head. And it's so cute. It's adorable. I'll, I'll, think, I'll take a picture of it. You know what? Um, this year forced people to not get cards, right? So they had to do homemade ones. Let me call some BS on that. Oh. Okay, husband, you ain't getting away with your kid making me a rock sculpture. Okay. This is the hardest thing that I have ever done in my entire life. And you think I'm going to get up with a rock sculpture? Uh-uh. No, no, no. Did he buy you a card? Oh, no. In bed last night. I'm like, oh, he's like, good night. Happy Mother's Day. And I was like, I didn't talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought we'd been over this, but we need to revisit because... I love the t-shirt and I love the rock sculpture. There was all the Lucas effort that went into me. that. He had to do that and he was with like, his yeah, son. We, was yeah, exactly. We spent like all day on it. I was like, yeah. And you know what? That's just great for Lucas to do <laughs> you that. Are a needy I was like, woman. oh, oh, uh-uh. <laughs> he was like, I didn't realize that was your love language. I was like, this is hard flipping work. <laughs> and I've been stuck. Uh-uh. No. I was like, that's not gonna cut it. Just so you know. What did you expect? I want. This is your therapist now. What I did you expect, Jamie? <laughs> what were you doing? I want something that... Uh, give me a For all the listeners, uh, Chad's probably downstairs listening right now from where I'm she's sitting. Really quiet, <laughs> it I used to be I you mean, could hide and get away with talking about him, but uh -huh. now it's not as easy. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't matter what I expected. I just want you to do something. Okay. He's spending all day putting rocks together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Good job, Lucas. Way to go. <laughs> um, open your wallet. I printed out. So Jennifer's birthday was on Saturday, and we haven't been going to the store, so I couldn't get her card. So I found this program where I could make this huge poster and, and print it out in like 85 sections right on your printer. So I finally put it all together, made this poster, and just printed it out. And of course, the freaking color ink starts to go haywire about three quarters of the way through the poster. And you know how it puts lines in where it's supposed to have colors, where you could sort of see what it was supposed to say at when the ink starts to run out. Uh-huh. And then I, you know, and then I was out of color ink. <laughs> so I'd spent all this time, like an hour, putting this together. And I thought, you know what? Kind of running out of ink is kind of what we're going out through right now. So it's kind of like, you know, life's only half there right now. So I just pasted it all together with my tape and hung it up. And I said, and then I, I used the, I used the same, I used the same line. I said, it kind of represents what we're all going through right now. We're kind of all running out of ink. So I just <laughs> used it and posted it with pride. See, I mean, <laughs> that is beautiful. That's like, uh, you're taking a part of how the world is and you're making it I, into a positive, because no. we all kind of have to make the best of it right now. So. Did you buy her something pretty? Like, uh, no, I did not. Uh, but she doesn't really like, you know, her. She doesn't want stuff. So she did um, do request, you, do though. Do you know what qualifies as pretty? A new bridal qualifies as pretty. <laughs> yeah, and I would get a the wrong one. I learned a long time ago not to do that. There's no, no gift way. cards qualify as pretty good. <laughs> So Let I me just helped me. She out, just right? wanted to get the hell out of the house, and because the parks have opened up here, so we went out to Inglis Island, which I've talked about before, uh, which is a beautiful island that you know, hundreds and hundreds of acres you can ride forever, and the, the paths are perfect for the cart and the horse. And it was the first weekend that it opened, and we thought, oh, there's going to be a lot of horses there because things have opened up. There's a lot of trail riders, riders trail riders around here. So we waited till a little later in the day to go. We normally go first thing in the morning. We went at about two o'clock. It was a beautiful day. So we get to the island and we're thinking, oh, it's going to be people here, which we usually have this place to ourselves. And we get there, there was not a soul around. <laughs> nobody. It was wow. nobody except some fishermen. So we had the whole place to ourselves. It was absolutely beautiful day. We had a lovely ride. We saw multiple deer. And we never see deer there because I think there's so many riders that the deer are just scared up. But there hasn't been anybody on this island for two two months. So I don't know why there wasn't anybody else there, but we saw deer and little babies, lots of babies running around. And, and Scooter was good. He was the first day he'd seen deer running out in front of him, but he was good. He just perked his ears up and, and went on. Like, oh, deer. It's okay. So yeah, it was, it was very nice. It was lovely. Good. It was I'm nice to get out of that freaking house and farm and go someplace. So, I mean, people are leaving here, like, no problem. I mean, I, I go to the store all the time, and there's always people there. I don't... I, I what uh, it's, it's just nobody going to the store or you being like super protective yeah uh, us being super protective we even have our groceries delivered which actually i kind of like it might just <laughs> keep going after kind of like <laughs> kind of liking that <laughs> hey browsing though what's that i said i can't browse if somebody's delivering it to oh, me oh yeah you can browse online you just sit there and go through the aisles they actually have it they have it organized kind of like it's in aisles so it's it's I've been having fun doing that. Actually, hey. Jemmy did her first order where she had it shipped to her house too. And uh, uh, she, she sent me a text and said, this is freaking awesome. <laughs> so, we, we, we just had to buy a washer and dryer. Did you? And, oh, oh uh, for the new house? For the new house. And yesterday, um, I can't remember. Lowe's you washed your clothes for the first time in like four months. 
Oh no, no, no. no. Okay. I'm really sad because because we haven't had one. I've been shipping the laundry over to the mother-in-law oh. and it comes back like perfectly folded. It's awesome. Um <clears throat> so I'm kind of sad. But same time, uh, I got this washer and dryer and he's put, he, the guy comes out and he's like putting it together. There's two guys and they're like putting it together and they start running loads. And I, I was like, hold on. Why are you running a load with nothing in it? You are wasting time. I was like, <laughs> let me put some laundry in there, dude. Like, let's fix it up. Let's put it in there. Let's get it going. Let's test it out. <laughs> like, why are you running it empty? Anyway, that was my thought was like, if you're going to do it, can you fold it and bring it back? That's the thing I was thinking about grocery delivery. If they're going to deliver the groceries, can you guys like unbag it and take it? Oh, no, they put put it on the porch and run. (laughs) They put it right on the porch and run. Uh, I take my own shopping bags to the grocery store. That probably wouldn't happen either. (laughs) Oh, no. They don't take the bags back. No, no, no. And you're not supposed to use your own shopping bags right now. The the, uh, Publix, I don't even think, allows them right now. The landfills are going to overfill with all of the to-go food boxes. (laughs) Oh, let me tell you about landfills. So we have, in Florida here, they don't pick up our garbage. We bring it to the recycle center, and they take all... Everything you can imagine is at the recycle center, from old dead appliances to yard stuff to everything you can imagine. Paint, it all has a separate section at this recycle center, including your regular garbage. So you bring it all there. That place has been freaking mobbed. The section for for the household appliances and furniture has been stacked to the sky because everybody's cleaning for the first time in 10 years. So mm-hmm. it's been amazing to see the amount of stuff at the dump. I have never seen so many old tube TVs in my life. It's just been crazy. Hey, wow. speaking of uh, uh, throwing things out, I am discontinuing the HRN Live at Fives now. There's too much politics going on. It served its purpose in the early days. Nobody else was talking about this when we were. We were covering it before everybody else, and I just think it's kind of dis- served its purpose. However, what do you mean it's too much too much politics now? <laughs> you don't see your feed. Um, it's become a Republican Democrat thing. So I'm just it's just too much politics. So I'm just going to be I, and you know me in politics. I don't like talking about it. So uh, just going to be discontinuing. However, we're going to be doing some more video for Horse Radio Networks, but it's going to be fun stuff. So we are going to be continuing some video. Um, I might actually bring back because it got was so popular HRN Live at Five as a different kind of show, more fun stuff. So just maybe once a week or something. We'll see how that goes. But for right now, the the uh, coronavirus coverage uh, on on the you know f- several times a week basis is uh, going away. You can find all of it being covered everywhere now. As I said, we we were in the early days and we were providing coverage that no one else was doing at that point. So uh, so and my life needs to get back to semi normal too. So that's what that I just wanted to make that announcement and let you know. So if there's something relevant, like later on in the show today, we'll be talking about a little bit about the USCF rules and regulations for shows going forward. You know, as it's needed, we'll cover it here. Uh, but that's the scoop. Do you have some? Let's do something fun. Okay. Do you have some uh, first world problems? Did you remember to do that this week? <clears throat> this week? I did. I did them a little late, but you know what? People always come through. So you have some? Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember, if you have an, a horse, you all your problems are first world if they are associated to that. And I mean, this includes the weather. Like Lindsay says, by the way, on Sunday night or Monday morning, depends on if I remember or not, 
I post in the HRN auditors Facebook page, Hey, what are your first world problems? And that's when Glenn, um, that's when all the auditors post it. So Glenn, tell people how they can become an auditor. It's very simple. You just go to Horses in the Morning or HorseRadioNetwork.com, either one, and scroll down the right side of the page. You'll see an auditor banner. And for as little as $3 a month, you too can help support the Horse Radio Network and the hosts and also become part of the auditor Facebook group. I got to tell you, I, I, you know, I posted this really late. Like my time... It was about an hour ago. And I thought if, if I could just get two or three people, we have a, we have a lot of listeners that are ready people have for this. problems, huh? We got problems. <laughs> Lindsay says, I have time to ride and the weather just got windy and cold. What is up with the weather right now? Oh my God. It's it, they had May. like serious snow in New England. It, it's May. <laughs> it's middle of May. I mean, it is. It, we had a record low yesterday. It was like 33 degrees in the morning. And I'm like, sorry, horses, didn't know, didn't blanket you. <laughs> my bad. Uh, Teresa says, I, this is, Teresa, this is like my life problem right here. This is my equestrian first world problem all the time because you just never know. I left my poor ponies inside today because when I was leaving for work, the weather app said 50 degrees and a 90% chance of thunderstorms. Well, now I'm at work looking out at the sunny sky and the weather app says no rain until the exact time I get home from work. And now I feel like a horrible horse mom. Curse you, <laughs> Massachusetts. And I'm well, like, curse you, Oklahoma. Welcome because, to like Florida. I said, <laughs> yeah. 33 degrees yesterday morning. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm the worst mom. They're probably shivering. Poor babies. Stanley, whatever, they're fine. Um, but yeah, leaving them in when it's nice is like, oh, it just hurts. <laughs> yeah, well, that's um, a decision we always have to make in Florida because you never quite know when that thunderstorm's going to be there. It could be. Or hail here. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, we just had hail the other day. And again, that tornado drill really worked out again because they come because they love me. <laughs> Aaron says, I bought a fun new custom side pole bridle for my mare, but when we went out on a hack yesterday to test it out, it was snowing. <laughs> what is happening? Um, Adrian says, oh my God, I scrubbed all of my water buckets yesterday because they were looking yucky, but now my horses won't drink out of them. <laughs> Dude, right? Whatever soap what you What is used. happening? <laughs> They don't oh, by like the it. way, did you see on my Facebook page what happened to me on Mother's Day? No. And, oh, my God. I go out. I'm like, I've got two horses to ride before I need to get everything ready. And I, I've got like crunch time. I've got a certain amount of time. I walk out. And Bella come, Bella's my little basset hound. And she kind of walks out with me. And she's do, 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 okay. And she's walking around the arena. And I'm like, uh, I smell a skunks nearby, you know. And then. Bella is like the least assuming dog ever. She just meanders. She's a basset hound. She is exhausted. Her legs are from one inch sleeping. long. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, then all of a sudden, like two minutes later, she comes in the barn. <laughs> like son of a bitch. She got sprayed by a skunk. My basset hound. Got How did she get close enough skunk. to a skunk to get sprayed? Right. I mean, it had to. <laughs> she must walk have surprised them. Like, <laughs> she went around the corner. It was right there. <laughs> I mean, it she was, certainly I didn't just, chase it. <laughs> my arena is dog fenced, and so it must have just been stuck. And she's probably like, "Hey, what's your name? How's it going? I'm Bella, and like, we're gonna hang out and be best friends." And it's like, <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> oh. 
jerk. <laughs> Skunks are jerks. I know what you were doing yesterday. Oh, God, I, I don't miss I them. We don't have them in Florida. I had like crunch time too. I didn't have enough time to do that. And of course, what I have to do, I'm like, okay, I've got to go get baking soda and peroxide and Dawn. And I could find the Dawn, but I just moved to a new house. So I'm pouring through the old house and going through the new house, trying to find the freaking baking soda. And so then I'm like, okay, I got to go run to my mother-in-law's house. And I'm like, which is a mile away. And I'm going to the mother-in-law's house. And I'm like, I need some baking soda and I need some hydrogen peroxide. She's like, mm, I have baking soda, but not the peroxide. I'm like, dang it. So then I have to go to another neighbor's house, the only other neighbor that I know. And I'm like, hi, knock, knock, knock. I don't Do need sugar. I peroxide? need peroxide. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, did you get dog sprayed by a skunk? And I was like, yes, <laughs> the worst. She's like, do you need some baking soda? I'm like, no, I got that from the last house I went to. Come back, make the paste, bather. Now the only part in Bella's world that stinks is her face because it's just Face. It's anyway. in, it's inside the nostrils and stuff. Yeah, it's <laughs> and she's a bass down. Poor thing, she must just be dying. They smell everything. Um, Jennifer says I keep missing the heels down happy hour because I run a beautiful barn, teach awesome kids, and have amazing horses, and I just don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing a special on Thursday nights. That's what I, she was talking about. Yeah, well, Kimberly says that the East Coast West Coast time difference is the problem for me. Work gets in the way of her fun. <laughs> Um, Kayla says, uh, um, she said, I'm going to type this on my most Valley girl voice and I expect it to be read accordingly. <laughs> is this our Kayla, Kayla, yes, host Kayla? Kayla? Yeah. Host Kayla. Like, honestly, I have like so much to do because I like work in a barn, but my horse like doesn't even care. He's so distracting and needs so much attention and like, ah, doesn't even know when I'm busy. Oh my God. I want to boop his nose. I just love him so much. <laughs> oh my God. This horse is adorable. He's like doing the little lip flip. And yes, oh my God. I want to boop his nose. And too. we're going to uh, have to wrap on that one. Uh, because you have to talk about Kevin, and we have a lot of guests to get to today. Um, so many good. I'm so sorry to the rest of you that I ran on and on and on because um, they're really good. Okay, let's tell you about Kevin. Uh, and again, we are all a little stressed right now, and our horses get stressed out too. Every horse experiences stress caused by things like exercise, environmental conditions like the weather, or their everyday surroundings. Travel causes horses stress just like humans, even simple diet changes. And all those variables contribute to the stress levels of your horse, like forgetting to blanket them when it gets down to 33 degrees. This might also come as a surprise. You can help reduce the negative impacts of stress by feeding your horse chromium every day. By lowering the levels of the stress hormone cortisol and optimizing energy use, feeding chromium results in improved body upkeep, health performance, and overall well-being. But this part is important. Don't just feed any chromium. Feed your horse the only FDA-reviewed source of chromium on the market today, Chemtrace Chromium from Kemen. Ask for it by name and stress less. Learn more about Chemtrace Chromium at Kemen.com slash Chromium EQ. Well, you know, we thought in, in an effort to help support some of the community out there that is in the horse world uh, during this time that we would highlight independent artists this week. It was actually Jamie's idea that we would hi highlight uh, artists. Was it? That was art? So yeah, cool. it was got several weeks ago. It was uh, <laughs> equestrian artists that do, you know, that are kind of one-off people that are doing their own thing. They don't have a big factory. Uh, and we thought we'd highlight them because you're still looking th for things to buy as gifts and stuff. And we thought 
thought we could give back to the community a little bit doing that. So we have, we're going to have six of them this week that we're highlighting on Horses in the Morning. And then we're looking at a special event we'll talk about probably on Wednesday, where we'll highlight a whole bunch of them, because I had so many requests from so many people. But I thought, what's better to start with when everybody's locked down, drinking a lot of wine, than somebody who is a wine glass artist? And that, her name is Amber, and we're going to give her a call right now. Hopefully we can get her on here and talk a little bit about her painted wine glasses. Hi, Amber. Hi, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. Jamie and I here, and you are on the air. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. So, Amber, come a little closer to the speaker if you can. You sound really far away. Okay. So I thought it would be... Yes, a little bit better. So we thought it'd be fun to have you on first because, one, you're talking about wine glasses and everybody's drinking a lot of that right now. So um, that's the first thing. But your art is so cute. Tell us about it. Um, So my mother and I actually paint these. We started probably a little bit over four years ago uh, with our business. We just kind of, you know, I actually seen one that someone else had done and And my mom and I have always dabbled in art. art. My mom is an artist. And I said, Mom, you know, let's do these. And she said, I don't think anyone will buy them. Well, she was (laughs) (laughs) I have one. (laughs) (laughs) So So, kind of explain what you do. You know, what is the art style and what you do on the wine glasses? So we actually have two. We the style is more of a character of your horse. Um, you know, we just have that cutesy little arty, you know, expression with the long eyelashes. Uh, of course we paint from photographs. So, you know, most of these are, are all requested by the the horse owner that to look just like their horse. So I'm a little OCD. So all of these horses, uh, you know, will have markings. They will have brands. They will have, you know, short tails. If your horse has a short tail, they will have a long tail if it does. They have shoes or no shoes, depending on whether they're a pony or a horse and whether, you know, we feel that breed appropriate, whether or not they have shoes. Um, and we just try to make it, you know, look exactly like your horse in cartoon form, uh, if that makes sense. It does. It, it, these are a very cartoony. And I love, so what you do is you put the body on the top. So you have the head at one end and obviously the body wrapped around the tail at the other end. But the stem is actually a leg with the hoof at the bottom. Right. Yeah. So if if you look really close, there's actually four, you know, there's four feet at the bottom, you know, the front feet and the back feet. So and then, you know, the tail and the back. So, yes, we do make them so that they look like very fat, you know, little long legged, you know, stick figured horses. Actually, they kind of look like my fat hackney because you you wouldn't have to exaggerate. That's kind of what he looks like. So. There's no exaggeration needed. How did you get into painting? Is this something you've always done? And you've always been a horse person? We've Yes, we've always been horse uh, people. And my mom has always been an artist. Uh, she was self-taught. She actually has a cousin that is a uh, two of them, actually, that were very famous artists out in Arizona. So she t- has taken classes from them. Uh, I, in school, was in a gifted art program. I don't... Um, get into the art as much as my mom, you know, she does a lot of landscape, a lot of, uh, you know, westerny type photographs, uh, you know, horses in positions of cutting and things like that. My mom gets into that. And also like, you know, your mountain ranges and things, um, we call that westerny, you know, 
that she gets into. But we got into the, you know, horses just kind of, I already attended the expos with a, you know, a, a horse product. And I was just kind of looking for that cute little thing that people could talk about and love, you know, and just kind of that feel good purchase where you go, oh my gosh, this is so cute. You know, it, it, it makes a great gift, but also a lot of memorial type things that we paint in that. So, and we've gotten recently, well, my mom has into the dogs. So we do a lot of dogs on the stemless wine glasses and those are actual, they look just like the dog. They're not a, um, a uh, cartoony look. They actually are, you know, detailed right down to look like your dog. I'm looking. Um, I'm looking at your Facebook page, and I'm looking at at the pictures, and the dogs are so realistic looking. We were just talking about Jamie's dog Bella, who got sprayed by a skunk. I can just picture Bella's face with little like lines coming out the top to look like it smells. <laughs> you know, something like that. You could add Definitely. the smell. Yes. Like yes. look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Glenn. And and yeah, and we, and how, how we got into dogs is people said, you know, can you do my dog, you know, like a like a cartoon? Which it started off that way, but then my mom is such a realistic painter; she was, you know, more going for that just looks just like the dog. So you know that they have a more realistic look to them than the actual wine winnies, which to me, you know, are definitely character of your horse. Um, we can make them look more realistic, you know, but you lose the. Uh, I think the cuteness of it. Well, I think to make them look more realistic, they're on a big fat glass. So, right. <laughs> you know, I, I like that you're going cartoony with the horses because it makes them look plump and like like a cartoon. I mean, that's it's just kind of cool. Do people actually use them to drink out of? Can you wash them, or are these for display only? They are for to use. Um, they are, you know, dishwasher safe on the top top rack is what we tell people. Now we do recommend that you hand wash them because, you know, it is baked on there. It's not going to peel off, but with a wine glass in a, you know, dishwasher, we're more afraid of the breakage, not yeah. so much that the paint's going to come off. These are so cool. I love these. And Jamie, do you, you have one of these, right? Don't you? I do. I actually have the painted wine glass of Zeus and I got an etched wine glass of Zeus. So I'm pretty much drinking because of Zeus. So it works perfect. (laughs) (laughs) What is the weirdest one? Have you had any strange requests like llamas or snakes or? We, well, we get requests all the time, especially for cows. Can you paint a cow? Which We've tried and we don't like how it looks. So, you know, we've kind of gone, okay, we don't want to do that. But the the weirdest request we ever got for a horse, and this is something, and it makes it special to that person, was with its tongue sticking out, which really made it look like a cartoon. <laughs> that it did. Yeah, it was a horse. There are some horses, though, that just walk around with their tongue hanging out. I mean, there are some. Oh, right. Horses. Right, right. And, you know, people ask me if I could paint their ears painted flat back because that's how their horse looks at <laughs> Mare stare is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we should actually just carry a line that, that is mare stare and put the, all the ears back. <laughs> what a great You're idea welcome. for a memorial to surprise yeah. somebody with for a memorial, too, because you can always steal a picture of their horse off of Facebook. And it would be so easy to surprise them with this as a Careful. memorial. Yeah. Careful, because my friend bought me a pair of those socks with your dog on it after Lucky died. And she hands it to me and I bawled. sobbed for like four <laughs> hours. So, and I still can't wear them. Maybe so somebody. Keep, memorials well, are tough. Yeah, maybe some people can handle memorials. You might want to know your friend. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Not yeah, Jamie. We, 
Yeah, we do get a lot of requests for that. And it's and what's so hard about the memorials is, you know, because first of all, people being sneaky, they can't ask the owner, you know, I mean, that's just strange. Why would you ask for, you know, a dead horse's photo? But they send us what, you know, they have found on Facebook and we paint everything from the photograph. So, you know, sometimes people send us, you know, we say, you know, we need a picture from the front, from the back and then both sides. And they'll send us literally, you know, the right side, but it's just the neck and yet it's a paint. And you're going, okay, now where am I going to put a spot, you know, or whatever. So, you know, we kind of do the best we can and we tell them we paint what we see. So don't, you know, but everybody, you know, people have called us crying or sent us little notes saying, you know, you just nailed it. This was my horse. And it means a lot to us. You know, and we are a little picky about it. You know, that's why we do paint from the photographs and and we paint the brand on it or we paint that little, you know, scar that he had on his knee or whatever so that it means something to you. Well, how much are they Where and how can people get them? Um, they can get them from we have a you can go on Facebook and fill out the Google form and that walks you through on the pictures that we need. They are 35 for custom. And then if at the shows, we just paint what we call generic horses, what we want to paint. Um, and they're uh, actually 25. Okay, so, so it's thir- 35 plus shipping uh, if you want the custom character, which isn't bad at all for custom art. Uh, I think this is a terrific idea. I might have to get, you know, we actually lo- I lost uh, uh, our Greyhound not long ago. So you might be getting some pictures here. That'd be fun. Okay. I- I could okay. put it here in the studio. That would be kind of cool. I love this idea. And it, what a great idea for gifts and for birthdays and, and or just to cheer somebody up right now. And, yeah. and it is a wine glass. So that's appropriate right now, too. <laughs> uh, not that Jamie's had any wine at all during this whole thing. None. Right. And, and, and Jamie Never. can tell you they're, they're very large. So it's not like a small glass of wine. <laughs> I mean, you could pretty much put more than half a bottle. I mean, I, I've, I've ta- I talked to a friend that did that, and yeah. that's what they said. So Amber Dunmire, thank you so much. It's the Wine Winnie. And that's what it is. You look at, and we're going to post links to this in our Facebook, and I'll post them on, uh, uh, on our Facebook page, but we'll also put them in our show notes too for today's episode. And by the the way, a lot of people don't realize that the show notes are included on most podcast players. You just have to, where you're listening on the screen, you're listening to your show on and most podcast players, you either swipe up or down or left or right, and it shows you the show notes with links. So you can just I click on that. it. Yeah, I you can you can just click on it and go right there, right on your phone. You don't have to go back to our website. So uh, it's the Wine Winnie is where you can find it on Facebook. Thanks, Amber. This is fun. And this is, uh, you're, you do fantastic work. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Amber. Well, that's cool. I'm going through my podcast player right now, and I'm going to call you out on that. Let's see if that's true. I'm going to horses in the morning. Well, which player do you use? The This is the pod, Apple podcast. Yeah, I don't know how Apple podcasts work, but they do have it on there somewhere. I know Apple podcast has it because they're the ones that started that. Uh, okay. Where, I don't know. (laughs) So, hey, before we get to our next guest, uh, I just wanted to mention there were a couple of things that people were asking about, especially our auditors were asking about. And that was one of them was the Extreme Mustang Makeover in Kentucky and whether it was still happening. And I know that actually some people we know were going to be competing at it. And they announced that uh, they're going to be canceling that and making it a virtual event. So that was scheduled for June 25th to the 27th. Uh, and 
and they moved it to a virtual event, and their announcements are all the information is on their website. You can find it there. But if you had tickets to go, uh, then you can find the details of what's going to happen there on their website as well. There was another cool thing that happened, and we we talk about it uh, every year, is the Horse Stars Hall of Fame. That was established back in 2013 by Equus Foundation and, and the USEF, and it was to highlight basically a horse hall of fame and they they honor horses not only that are super athletes but horses that also do good work and they have the inductees for this year do you want to hear some of them please all right this is all good news so uh, equus foundation they do horses that have uh, done good for the world and then the uscf does the athletes so apollo a new york city police department horse has been nominated and that horse has been in the mounted unit since 2008 an 18 hand 2000 pound north american spotted draft so, 12 uh, years is a long time in service. It is. Wow. Took to patrolling at five years old, and they don't usually do that. They usually wait till they're like 12 to do that. So there's a reason that Apollo was nominated, and Apollo's still with us. Cameo, uh, as part of the Midwest Therapeutic Riding Program, and has touched the lives of hundreds of children and families. So, uh, and Cameo's still around, too, born in 1987. Disruption. Great name for a therapeutic riding horse um, is at Second Chance Ranch, and uh, get this, uh, uh, um, has been doing that since 2012 at Second Chance Ranch. So, it, it, kind of a cool program out there. And Second Chance Ranch helps uh, people uh, in their suicide prevention programs. Wow. So, Guns and Gold, Oklahoma State University Athletics, been around at, currently at the age of 20, helping out that program over for the equestrian team. Because, as you know, they use all their own horses, and then everybody rides those horses. They don't take their own horses to shows. Lucky Strike is part of the Glen Eyre equestrian program and helps uh, people with emotional, mental, and social anxieties. So those have all been nominated doing good work uh, for the community. Now, as far as the U.S. Equestrian Federation 2020 inductees, uh, Derry Lou of Evergate Stables is a 2008 Dutch warm blood and has become part of the talented lineup mounts four-time U.S. Equestrian of the Year and Olympic gold medalist for BZ Madden. <laughs> so uh, you know when you when you're four time USA Fit Question of the Year, you're probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think you're a shoe in. Yes, that's right. Another do- a Dutch warm blood now named El Primero is. Uh, w- let me see here. Uh, trained by Peggy Gaiman and L- Luis Serio. I don't know this horse. Uh, it was in the Hunters. And we don't cover Hunters a lot, which is probably why we don't know this horse. But apparently what is a big deal on the Hunter side. We have a dressage horse, First Apple, uh, by Sarah Lockman. And First Apple uh, went to Grand Prix level and continued at the highest levels of the United States in international competition. Another horse that you might, wa- you might know uh, is Tesserleg. Of course. Uh, uh, we, Setzerleg. Tess, Sesser, I cannot say that Setzerleg. word. Setzerleg. Setzerleg. Uh, Set- we've covered Setzerleg uh, <laughs> with ah, Michael yeah, Pollard. It's, it's like he's honored <laughs> just like you can't pronounce humans. You can't, can't pronounce, pronounce horse names. That's right. Of course, Boyd Bord, Bord Martin, uh, been riding uh, and recently retired, right? 
I don't know if Sederlich was retired. I mean, he certainly has nothing to prove. Yeah, he's been around a long time and competing for a very long time. So there's just some of them that have been uh, nominated, and congratulations to all of them. must be pretty cool to have your horse be, be inducted into the Hall of Fame because there's only you know seven or eight or ten every year that do that. So that's kind of cool. All right, let's continue on. We are heading over to our next guest, and I think this is one of the coolest art that is done in the horse world because it recycles something that a lot of horse people who have showed have a lot of. I'm sitting here right now at my computer, and I have a lamp that has four very special ones to me. Uh, and of course we're going to talk to Jennifer Zongetti and Jennifer owns Equa ribbon creations and she takes uh, ribbons from people and cr- makes art out of them. I'm like almost practical art. So let's say hi, Jennifer. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it because I've got about four or five that I can't even put in the barn because I don't want them to like discolor or something. Tell everybody what you do with these ribbons. So I take these ribbons and I turn them into pillows or wall hangings. Um, So what I do is I cut them up. Unfortunately, I do have to disassemble them and I sew them together to create these wonderful pieces of art that can be displayed. But you don't just make, like, you made a teddy bear. Tell us about the teddy bear. Yeah, that's new. (laughs) Isn't he adorable? Yes. So uh, he is stuffed. He's sewn with ribbons um, on the front and the back. And he uh, has safety eyes, so the kids can't take them off. Um, They're great. So, yeah, so what basically I'm looking at, if I was to describe the the collage of pictures that I have, is there's pillows that are designed um, with the ribbons kind of are the entire outside. Then there's wreaths and there's some wall hangings and there's a teddy bear and there's some sort of like globe type art piece that has um, ribbons all around it. So how does it work? I, I've got a box of ribbons and I hand it to you. And what do you, what, what happens next? So what happens next is when I receive the ribbons from you, if you have a preference on what item you want made, um, I can certainly let you know if it'll work, or maybe there's a slight change in pattern or um, colors that used that I would recommend. Um, And then I would start building your creation, um, whether it be a pillow, the wreath, and uh, once it's finished, it gets sent back to you. Do you find that most people will only give you blue and red ribbons? <laughs> That's yeah. I'm like, I don't have any that are green. That's weird. I would never, <laughs> never come in eighth. <laughs> I do. I do get a, bl- a lot of blue, red, and yellow ribbons. Yet, yes, yet well. for this particular purpose, the colors are, are helpful, right? I mean, you, more colors, the better, because they're so bright. Yes, I love working with all kinds of different colors. Um, it, it makes the piece different. Makes it stand out. You know, I'm looking. Do most people tell you, I'm sorry, Glenn, do most people tell you what they want you to make or do you just kind of come up with something? Most people tell me what they want made. Um, They have a vision in their mind based off of a picture of something I've made before. They're like, hey, I want my pillow to look like this. I want this pattern and these colors. Um, And that's what gets made. I'm looking at the the pictures here on your website, and you also do a bunch of different types of Christmas stuff. That's a little different. Yeah, I do some trees. Um, so that's pr- 
probably about eight inches tall and they're made with ribbons all around. Um, they can be made in any color. And then I put a star on top made out of ribbons and I do the rib ribbon ornaments as well, which is great to um, either display on the tree or they can be displayed through the uh, ornament hangers that can go on a bookshelf. Uh, do you... I don't have that many green ribbons. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in sixth place that much. You know what, I... though? The Canadians are in heaven because their their first place is red. Yeah, so they can they can uh, give you a lot of red. I'm loving the ornaments because they're different. I've never seen anybody do those before. I have a decision I've made. I want a ribbon pony. Tell everybody about the <laughs> ribbon pony. Oh, my goodness. The ribbon ponies are about eight inches uh, tall and wide. They use about three ribbons, which is great for lead liners um, who maybe get a ribbon every once in a while um, or great for lead liner awards. Um, I have an IHSA team in uh, Western Mass who takes the ribbons from the shows and makes graduation gifts for the seniors. Okay, yeah. I mean, what a grown adult would want a ribbon pony? I mean, geez, that would be weird. Um, <laughs> never mind. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I got to ask you about the ribbons, though. I I happen to know because my wife had like boxes of these things, uh, and of course, that's what happens, and why I think your art is so special because then because they sit in boxes. You can only put so many ribbons out, and then they sit in boxes. So, but. I some of these ribbons are really old and crappy. So I assume you run really like bright, fairly new ribbons. You don't really want to work with the old moldy ones. Do you wash them at all? Yeah. Can I send you the dusty ones? Yeah. What, <laughs> what happens there? I actually love the older ribbons. Really? Um, yeah, they're really cool to see. They're different. They're different from what's being presented now. Um, I work with a lot of them. Um, a lot of people, like you said, they're stored in boxes and they want to do something with them that are maybe 30, 40 years old. Um, I don't wash them um, because I'm afraid to damage the ribbons. So I do just take a damp cloth, dust them off if they're dusty, and then use them that way. Let me ask something on behalf of, I'm America's horse husband. I need to ask on behalf of the, all the horse husbands, and I'll direct this toward Jamie. Would I get in trouble <laughs> if I said, oh, what a cool gift for my wife. I'm just going to take her ribbons that have been sitting in the box and <laughs> ship them off and get them cut into pieces and made into something. Or would that be something you'd really want permission to do? No, do it. Yeah? What do you do think? It. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Jennifer, what do you think about that? <laughs> uh, you have to be very discreet about it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're going to know that I had their ribbons cut up after they they're get it. They're in a box. This is a, this is proactive thinking, Glenn. This <laughs> is the type of gift that a woman would like to get because, yes, you did think about it and you did work about it and you picked them out. However, the only thing I could think of is like, how do you know which ones the special ones are? Cause there are ones that are special. Like I have like a seventh, I have an eighth place ribbon and it is brown and white. And you wouldn't think that would be special, but that was my first novice Mustang ride. Okay. I got a ribbon when I finally got up to novice and yes, it's brown and it's eighth place, but it's very special to me. So then there's like a red ribbon that I got from my in-hand show from Zara. And I'm certain that these are the ones I'm looking at right now. And then I got a first place. So yeah, I would be like, you know what, baby, I want to go through these with you and I want you to tell me if you remember which ones are the most special and like make it like have a glass of wine and sit around and talk about it and then mental. And you know we're not going to remember, away. right? You do realize that, right? 
You can sneak photos with your <laughs> camera. Come on, Glenn. I'm giving you. They all look alike. Here. They're just ribbons. So, you that also do some so other cool incorrect. stuff. <laughs> you oh also do some other stuff. Wall hangings. You do table runners. You even do chairbacks for uh, for like the director's chairs, which I think is so cool. Yeah. Uh, that is so good. Co- you do so many different things. Oh, I, I think this is a great, it is a great gift idea. And, and you know, if you, and I could see people, I wanted to ask you about this. Do people take ribbons from one horse and then have it put together in a creation so it represents that horse? Or do you find most people just mixing them up? Yes, I get a lot of single horses. They want a ribbon creation made just for that horse to showcase yeah. what they have accomplished with them. Can you incorporate a picture of the horse somehow into the creation? I can, yes. It gets printed on uh, fabric, and it gets sewn right in. Oh, my God. This is so cool. I'm, like, going, I'm thinking, where, okay, where are my ribbons? I need to get them. They're really cool, and I want, like, to make something. So I I have to ask you, because I don't want you to give away your secret. Is this sewn, or are they glued (laughs) together? They are sewn. They are sewn. Okay. Yep. Wow, you have to know what you're doing to sew ribbons together. They're all slippery. (laughs) 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 This is awesome. Well, very. where can people go and find out more and see these pictures? Can I also comment the prices are not bad at all? (laughs) Oh, thank you. The ribbon pony is $20. (laughs) What a steal. I mean, for that child that maybe has a ribbon. I mean, your wreaths are are ridiculously cheap. You know, these... I've seen a lot of creations like this a lot more expensive than these. So well done, you. Now Thank she's up you. in her price. <laughs> yeah, they just went up 50%. <laughs> I, so where, where can, can people go? Yeah. What's the website? Equiribboncreations.com. com. Go on there. Check out these pictures. You know, it, it, there's a lot of... Uh, I like how you guys tell people how to ship their ribbons, how to do the things that need to be done to get them prepared. Thank you. Yes, I want to make it easy as possible for everyone to send them in. Perfect. Thank you, Jennifer. Appreciate it. And uh, have fun. Stay safe. Thank you very much. You too. That is so cool. I just, what a good use for ribbons, (laughs) which really have no good use, to be honest. But we work so hard for them. That's why I think this is a good use. They can be displayed. She even uh, takes them and can put them in in shadow boxes. So if you get them like a... She can take your rosettes and make them into a big rosette and uh, then puts the picture of the horse and it becomes a shadow box. Another great idea, obviously, for a horse that's no longer with us. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking like I have my... I still have some ribbons from my horse that I got when I was 10. And I had him till I was twenty. Well, this is a great idea. Yeah, I like the shadow box idea for that because it also protects the ribbons too, right? From just fading into oblivion. If they're not already faded, faded. into oblivion, <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm glad I, to hear I, she I, does that. Is like these all look really pretty, but most of mine are nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, Sorry. she works on the nightmares. I was surprised. I didn't know because none of these are pictured are nightmares, right? But yeah, we all yeah. have those boxes of nightmares. Uh, Nice, cool. What a good way to start. Uh, what a good way to start Equestrian Artists Week with these two. I, I love that. Yeah, very cool. And we'll post. Uh, I'll post a separate post for each of these on our Facebook page at Horses in the Morning when we get done with the show today. They'll also be in the show notes. Did you find show notes on the app? Nope. Okay, the, I don't they're know what there. You're they're they're not there. It's a not. It doesn't exist. <laughs> they're there because they're the ones that started it. It's there somewhere. You just don't know how to use your app. 
All right, let's go to our next guest. And we usually are joined by somebody from the nation. So that's the hunter nation, the jumping nation, the horse nation, the eventing nation. One of the nations are joined here every week. And we have Lynn with us from Jumping Nation today to discuss Astor to come on because the USEF has issued guidelines for restarting uh, competitions as of June the 1st, and it's causing some consternation, let's say. But we'll go over what those guidelines are, and Lynn has her ear to what what the complaints are and how it's working. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. This is something I would have normally covered on uh, Live at Five, but uh, we're going to just do a little bit as it comes up here on Horses in the Morning. And I'm calling Lynn now. And we are going to have a post-show for auditors. We haven't even talked about what we're going to talk about because we were too busy uh, listening to uh, Ben Stiller. Or, or not Ben Stiller. <laughs> uh, Jerry Stiller. Yeah, Jerry Stiller uh, quotes earlier Maybe we'll just show. play more of that. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. All right. We got Lynn on here with us. Hi, Lynn. Hey, Glenn. How are you? Good. So, Lynn, uh, what I thought we would do is kind of go over... I have a list here of what the rules are that the USEF talked about that are going to happen at horse shows. So let me just go over these quick, and then I want to hear what you're hearing as far re- as reactions, okay? For sure. Yep. All Let's right. Do it. So first of all, uh, mandatory requirements for participants, face masks, social distancing, and routine temperature taking are supposed to be part of your protocol. Now, you're supposed to take your own temperature, and if your temperature is above 99.5, you're supposed to stay the hell home and not come to the show. Uh, now, in Florida, your temp in the summer, your temperature will be above 99.5 on any given day because <laughs> it's hot as hell. Um, <laughs> but they are requiring face masks, which is the one we'll talk about, it's the one that's getting the most reaction, but not when you're riding, just when you're around the showgrounds. Uh they're saying that you should have one groom, one family member, and you, and that should be your entourage. Um, and you must, acquire, you know, uh, you must comply with social distancing requirements. Um, and you must wear your face mask when you're not mounted. Uh, and it says that uh, you cannot be disqualified or penalized for not doing so, though. So that's going to be up to the show organizer. We'll get back to that. Uh, mandatory requirements for organizers is a much longer list. They must clean more. They must actually clean the bathrooms, which is something we don't, we're not used to at horse shows. Um, (laughs) (laughs) they have to, uh, have an, uh, emergency response plan. Now, uh, they must inform all participants, officials, and personnel protocols and, uh, keep that. They're having a temperature check. All of everybody participating in the horse show from organizers to volunteers, to stewards, everybody, uh, enforce the social distancing, create stalling that it doesn't have you right next to each other. Ride times are supposed to be mandated so that there's not bunching at gates. Um, and it, there's a list that goes on and on and on. So what are you finding are the, are the hot points for people? Oh, did we lose her? Nope. Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry, my, my phone dropped off for a second because somebody okay. called me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> so what are the hot points? What are the things people are, uh, what, what, what are they whining about or are they going to go yep. show or what? Yep. So, yeah. And it, interesting because I think um, some of the, 
things that people who I've seen online or even just my friends or people at my barn have been either whining about or they're concerned about um, kind of stem from the fact that you've got this, you know, guidelines and protocol released by USCF and, you know, they don't realize two things. Um, they, they, I don't think everyone quite realizes that USCF as the main, you know, big governing body needs to be cautious because if they don't have some very, you know, kind of hardcore um, protocol in place and something does happen, you know, that's a big risk for them. And so it's better to be cautious than to just say, yeah, you don't need a mask, just social distance because, you know, it's, it's hard to do that. Um, and also what I've seen across the board for different types of shows that are planning on uh, running soon, you know, we've got some in May actually, even in Florida, and then we've got some in June starting, are that they've actually been able to take those USCF guidelines and kind of customize them to fit that particular show, because um, they are, you know, guidelines. Now, the one thing that everyone who I've talked to is very concerned about is the spectator piece and the family and friends piece. Um, you know, in, in the USDF rules and then even, you know, in other different protocols that have been released, such as the protocol it hits, it's saying, you know, you can go, you're the rider, you can go in the barn, your groom obviously can go in the barn. Um, but you know, no family in the barn, no friends in the barns. And a lot of times with, you know, with hunter jumper shows, you'll have your stabling area and you'll have the little lounge area with, you know, your food and, you know, tables and people hang out and it's very social and you talk about how your ride went and all that good stuff. And, you know, so people are wondering, okay, if my mom came to watch and I have to go back to the barn, what's she going to do? Stand there by herself, <laughs> back by the ring and then... I'm gone for an hour and come back. Um, the short you know, answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, well, that's, you know, so it's like, okay, well, I don't know how fun that is. Um, and, and then meanwhile, with the spectating, you know, I've seen the rules out there saying, well, no, no spectators. And so, you know, people are concerned that, okay, well, if I go to the ring and I'm doing my ride, maybe my mom and dad are there, but you know, my friends can't watch me and I can't, watch my friends, which, you know, is, is a big part of, of showing, um, you've got, you know, I mean, obviously for trainers out there, you have sale horses and, you know, they go to horse show and, you know, they're working, like you need to show the horse, you're showing it for the client, you know, things like that. Um, but a lot of us out there who are amateurs, you know, myself included, I go to horse shows both to, you know, hopefully have a, halfway decent round, <laughs> see how, see if my horse and I are progressing or not. Um, but I also go to, you know, see some of my friends because there, I have some friends, I only see them at horse shows. And, you know, if we can't even really say hello, then that's, it's kind of difficult to, to stomach. Um, yeah, but I now, think, I think that's taking it to the extreme. I th you're going to be able to say yeah. hello. You're just not going to be able to, you know, have a romantic dance together at the party. That's not going to happen, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. so, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, now another, another interesting thing that people have been wondering about is with the schooling and the warm up rings. Um, now they're I never guess, crowded at jumper shows or hunter shows. Yeah. Okay. So in the warm-up <laughs> ring, basically the way they're set up is you've got the ring. There's, there's a few jumps in there. Um, generally you go in, they're kind of busy. Your trainer grabs a jump, you jump it. You're basically fighting for the jump because it's, it's crowded. 
you do your thing, you do your warm up fences, then you go to the ring. Um, and most of the rules out there that I've seen, both for USCF and then other shows like you know Hits or Split Rock, etc., um, they've got new protocol that the staff is to disinfect the parts of the jump that are most often touched, you know, like the jump cups, and that's in between horses. Um, and you know, I think just in instances like that, some people are concerned that you know if there's an order of go and I need to be in the ring right now what if the staff is, you know, disinfecting another jump, but I need to warm up right now, you know, can I jump it or can I go in the ring? So I think that's more of not necessarily complaining, but more of a confusion type of thing. Um, there's a little bit of confusion going on. And so far as like, how can I, can I warm up now? Do I have to wait? You know, what's going on with, with this sort of thing? That's all stuff that'll be figured out though pretty quickly yeah. i mean that's mm -hmm. it's just a new way of doing things anytime anybody has to change especially if you talk about hunters and jumpers they've been doing it the same way for 100 years um oh, yeah. you know it, anytime you do something that's new you know across the board it's going to take some acclimating the one that i saw i was reading this morning on all the comments on the various facebook pages and you know obviously the masks are the ones that people for some reason are drawing the line is if i have to wear a mask i'm not going well you have to wear a mask. You know, most of the shows I've seen are doing that. And they're doing that. And what they don't realize is they're also doing that for their own liability. So, right. you know, they're making everybody sign waivers that saying, you're not going to sue us if you get sick and die here. Right? They're, they're making yeah, everybody yeah. sign that waiver now. That's part of the, And that's one thing the shows are doing. Um, because they, their insurance companies are probably demanding it. But they're also trying to keep their insurance one. And the the part that nobody's talking about with all of this, and, and it's something the USCF is concerned about. By the way, I just got confirmation two seconds ago while you were talking that uh, Bill Maroney's coming on our show next Monday, who's the CEO of the USCF, to talk about all of this. He requested to come on, and we have booked oh, him. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we have booked okay. him for next Monday. So, um, so... One of the things nobody's talking about is every state right now is quietly hiring thousands of people to do what's called contact tracing. What that means is if somebody gets sick and now they're going to do this on a case-by-case -case basis, they're hiring 17,000 people in New York alone. So what? as soon as you get reported as sick, they're going to call you and say, who have you been in contact with? If you were at a horse show, then they're, they're going to ask you, everybody you were in contact with at the horse show, they'll be calling all of those people, and they're going to be requiring you to be in quarantine for 14 days. Mm -hmm. So whether people do it or not, I don't know. You know, they, they don't have police sitting outside your house. But you're supposed to quarantine for 14 days if you've been in contact with somebody who now has been proven to have it. And that means not going to work. That means nothing. So that's the other reason that these shows are being so careful is they do know about contact tracing. And if it comes down that, you know, uh, we have two, three, five people get sick at a horse, you know, that we're at a horse show. Now we have 50 people that are supposed to be in quarantine. That's not doing anybody any good. Oh, uh, no, yeah. absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the part that, you know... What I always tell people with this whole situation, because we started covering it long before anybody else did, much to Jamie's chagrin, um, is <laughs> is uh, is <laughs> so true. <laughs> is there is there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes on a business level that we don't see. So usually it's a business decision that involves making or losing money in the long run. That the reason that these these different things are being put in place. Correct. And, and actually, 
you know, when I first heard a thing about the masks, I had assumed because I didn't read the rules, you know, fully as soon as they were released, I had assumed you had to wear it, including when you were mounted. And then I was thinking, okay, well, isn't that dangerous? Because what if it flips up into your eyes or something and then you're or you jumping can't breathe. Your horse, yeah. you, know, or, you know, and then I and then I actually read the thing and then realized, okay, it's just when you're walking around on the ground. And in most states, now I'm not sure of every single state out there, um, but in most states, as far as I know, if you're in public and you can't do a six foot social distancing, or if, you know, if you go in like a bakery or something, um, you need to have a mask on anyway. So, um, you know, it, 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 it looks like USCF is kind of aside from the business decision is treating the mask thing just as, you know, it's part of a normal course of going well, outside and, right and now. And most You're states are requiring it. Now, whether people are doing it, that's a different story. But most states are requiring it, so they almost have to. Otherwise, they're going to, again, yeah. they're going to be under the microscope, right? Um, you know what I did see, picture in my mind, though? Do you know the really cool helmets with the full, cool, really-looking Star Wars-y uh, f- entire face mask that the skiers sometimes wear? I oh, could yeah, see inventors yeah. wearing those. I could just that would that I could see them getting into those. The- that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. The problem with the cover as an inventor, the problem with covering your face and covering your mouth is when you are galloping cross country, you get incredibly winded. It takes a lot yeah. of oxygen. Well, that's and why that's they're not requiring it. The problem with the mask here. is like the limiting <laughs> of the intake of the air. And I do think you're right. I think a lot of people didn't read the rules. They just all wear a mask. But it's not when you're riding. It's just when you're out doing everything else. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I think they realized that you would die of, you know, you wouldn't be able to breathe. <laughs> I think they, yeah. they kind of realized <laughs> that. And, you know, and, and I just watched a video, guys. Oh, my God. I don't know if you saw it. I put it on my page of what it was a video out of Shanghai, which is the first Disneyland that's going to open. It opened yesterday. And they took the, the, the big hen honcho there, took you around to show what's going to happen at Disney World and Disneyland when it opens. What a nightmare. <laughs> There is, oh there is, you're going to require to, everybody is face masks. Every, you won't even get in the park. If you take it off, you'll be escorted out. That's one thing. But the social distancing stuff, so they had to put all these markers everywhere for food, for the lines. The lines for rides with the social distancing are going to be a mile long. There is no way this is going to work or be any fun at the parks. So you think horse shows oh, are going to okay. be bad. The parks are going to be a nightmare. Uh, it's when you watch this video, you go, no, I am not going <laughs> just because <laughs> the lines are long I'll, enough to begin I'll with. Wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, what were the other things? I did notice it seemed to be about half and half and about a quarter of the people saying, well, this just looks like no fun at all because the parties aren't going to happen. I go for the parties. Well, you have to decide what's your priority. If you want to show and you want to show with your horse, you're just going to have to for a while. We're going to have to play along. Right. Yep. Exactly. And I agree. I think it is split about 50 50. Um, Cause you've got some people who are saying, Oh, I don't want to go at all. And then others are saying, I, I want to get my horse off the property. Like my horse, like showing it, the courses are, you know, top, you're in a different environment. You know, you've got to memorize new courses, see if you get better or not. And um, you know, off we go. And, you know, well, it, I think it's the kind of thing like, once some of these June shows start, or at least the ones that are supposed to start in June coming up soon, I, you know, I kind of feel like once those first couple of weeks get under our belts, things will get a little smoother from here on out. Cause then, you know, j- just from 
putting all the practices in place and people will be more familiar with what's going on and things of that nature. You know, it's just, it's just that first couple of weeks, I think, might be a little confusing and, you know, we'll get through it. What's going to be really confusing is if we get a ramp up in cases again and states start to pull back again. Yeah, then yeah, it's going to be just, it's going to be a freaking nightmare. I did want to mention that the US, USEF and the United States Eventing Association, with our friend Max over there, is hosting an informational webinar on Wednesday, this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern for members and participants of the eventing world. Uh, they're going to discuss how they're going to get back to work, and that's happening on Wednesday at 3 p.m. You can go to the US, uh, USEventing.com website, and you can sign up to be a you know, to listen in to the webinar there. So th that is happening. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more of that on the English and Western side. And as I said, we're going to have the CEO of the USCF here on next Monday, and he's going to kind of fill us in. He's, you know, he was really good when I had him on before. And I think it's, you know, it's, and everything, it's what we've been saying all along. Everything here is going to change as we go along. Either for better or worse, one way or another, it's constantly going to be changing. He has said this is a fluid document; these are fluid rules, and they will change. Yep. 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 Exactly. Yep. And I mean, same is kind of reiterating what we started off with: is you know, it's it's better to be cautious and to be safer than to you know put two rules in place and we get a whole bunch of more cases and everything goes just to you know, hell in a handbasket. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think we have to remember it's for, it's really for safety. Well, and it's to protect the shows too, you know, and the people yeah, that work at the shows. Exactly. I mean, just protect everybody. So, very good. Well, thank you for joining us to talk about this. You've had a bunch of other fun stuff, including a farm, a dream farm that everybody's going to want to see. Head on over to uh, Jumping Nation, and you'll find that there. And you have, a, and th as things start to gear up, your guys are going to be starting to gear up with actual articles about shows. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lynn. Appreciate it. Jumping Nation. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Well, that'll be interesting to see how the shows actually go. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, after listening to today's show, I want to shop and I want a horse show now. Like I want to do all the things. <laughs> Would you let some of these rules stop you from showing if you really wanted to get your horse out? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I, I you're just, one of I'm, those people i'm just i'm living in a place right now i live in the middle of 20 acres and i like i i don't know i just my life is quarantined so to, to be able to go somewhere and then to have all of a sudden because I, I, I mean i don't wear a mask outside i when i'm feeding the horses it's just me you know so that would be a, a big imposition i think for me um but again i'm not the normal like i'm not at a boarding stable yeah. i'm not going out and right. dealing with a whole lot of other people so it would be some really big changes for me but we'll see i mean i entered one that was canceled so it's gonna have to my money's got to come back. You know, they're going to do it again. So I don't know. How are horse shows handling that? Are most of them refunding the money? Like, is this one or are they just crediting? I think she said she was going to credit it. But here's the thing. Oh, I'll tell you this after. I'll, I'll tell you. Here's the thing. And then I've got something exciting to tell you, the auditors after this. Okay. Um, but, but she basically, I paid like $150 for a schooling three-day horse, you know, three-day event all one day. And, um, that was canceled. And then the regular horse trial was canceled. And so she's moved the regular horse trial. And apparently the schooling is supposed to be after 
the the sanctioned horse trial. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, I needed to practice. Let's do, this, let's do the horse trial yeah. first and then we'll school. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. What, Chad hasn't built all those cross-country jumps and the dishes for you yet on the farm? <laughs> Not yet. He's been a little busy building. <laughs> By the way, my husband has been building fences. Uh, you heard it. Yes. Fences. Fences. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I got to well, tell you guys now. I'll just have to tell you right now. I don't want to make <laughs> you wait for the auditor. So uh, I signed up for that horse show with baby Groot. And I saw I was going to school him at that and then take him to the Yeah, those regular. are the ones that were canceled. You were going to bring him, right? I sold him. You did? I did. I'm so You actually sold happy. one of your own horses? I've sold two horses in the past like 10 days, wow. man. It's insane. Yay. And another one, Erlenmeyer, who's here for training, just got adopted out. I've had two people come and look at liquor, make a liquor run to adopt out. It's crazy. The adoptions and the horse sales that are going on right now are insane. <laughs> well, so good for Baby you. Groot now lives in Texas and with this sweet girl who wants to trail ride and do some How like old lower was Baby level Groot jumpers. Now? Uh, five. Wow. Five? Yeah, and he's quiet, so he's he's got a long life of well-behavedness. I mean, you could do anything with that horse. My problem with him was um, he didn't really love dressage. Like, let me just, let me back that up. He hated <laughs> dressage, and he, when you ask him, like, in a collected manner for the canner, like a left lead canner, right lead canner, he, he gets- Screw you, buddy. <laughs> he went, screw you, buddy. Um, so this, he's going to be, like, doing some low-level hunters where he has got, like, a- Looser rain, he's trail riding, <laughs> yeah. walk track in or no, but, but like it just doesn't have to be compressed. Yeah. Like he had a really hard time. And I, th I think like when he's eight or nine, that's going to come a lot easier to him, but he's very young. And I, I, you know, I, you, you take the horses that you have and you find them what I do is you train them and you find what they're good at and what they like. And if it's not what you do, then you can't make a horse be a, an inventor. You can't make a horse do this. You know what? She said she's out riding around. There's like cattle running up on her and she, he doesn't care. That's because that's the kind of horse he is, but he would get very stressed in dressage. Yeah. Oh my that's God. Cool. So I found, yep. I feel like I did a like good thing. We like our him. own stuff. They like their own stuff. Yeah, and Oki, I think, is having her vet check today, the mare that I sold um, without meaning to sell. Did I tell oh, you about yeah, that? Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. When they came to yes. ride Drax, and yes. they weren't quite ready for a horse of that speed. Um, <laughs> so Drax is like my only riding horse now, and Zara. And so Zara is going to get put to work here soon. <laughs> She's now going to be starting to be a riding horse. How's Zara now, three? She's three. Three. Yeah. So, and she's three and she's a warm blood. So they just take really I can't a believe long baby time. Groot was five. God, we've been doing this show a long time. And I got him when he was three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, almost four, you know, but yeah, I mean, I had him through the whole year with the makeover and, yeah. and she calls him baby Groot. She loves the name. <laughs> oh, good. Good. You always so, like when they keep the name, right? I, I mean, do. I like it's it. It's just when sentimental. They, yeah. Because it's like, when that's what he is to you, you know? And I, I know like Betty Faye. Um, I bought her horse, uh, Duke. The Duke is my horse. Um, but he came with the name Robbie. And Chad's ex-brother-in-law was named Robbie. <laughs> He's like, I can't. I didn't like that guy. <laughs> yeah, when you got a relative and you don't <laughs> like the relative. relative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was like, okay, you name him. He's like, <laughs> let's call him the Duke. And I was like, perfect. 
that works. But I, I know it's probably it, it was hard for her at first to see post. Now she's okay with it, but. I think I think she's okay with it. Sorry, Betty. Love you. <laughs> you know, we uh, we we had a boarder once that bought a horse, and it was the name of the mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> they changed, changed that, that real quickly. <laughs> that name didn't last more than one minute. <laughs> so. Well, here's the thing, too. I'm taking um, Erla Meyer and make a liquor run back. We should. Probably, I'll just talk. This is boring. I'll tell you. I'll, All tell, right. I'll tell you after. We'll after tell you in the, the auditors. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Tomorrow on the show, we have Endurance. And also, uh, later in the week, we have Mary Kitzmiller here. Otherwise, Jamie and her are here because we just got no place to go. We so, have nothing to do. <laughs> we're going to be here. But we're going to continue. I, I'm having so much fun talking to the artists, and we're going to continue that. Uh, I also put a poll up real quick on the auditor page asking, I don't know if you saw that poll. Uh, we, we, Jamie and I had such a great time meeting listeners last week. We met so many cool different listeners doing different things that all were much smarter than anything we do. Uh, and I asked the auditors if we'd like to see that maybe a couple times a year. And <laughs> did you see the results? No. Uh, it was unanimous. It was like 100 to nothing. So the answer was yes. <laughs> do we do we want to talk to me? Yes. Or not talk to me? Yes. And we the answer was a resounding yes. Uh, people want to learn more about each other. So we'll we'll do that every once in a while here on the show and keep doing that. It's fun for us and and it's nice to have guests that actually know who our show is, uh, and what well, actually want to be on the show. So that's fun too. So thank you everybody. Be safe and uh, we'll talk Stay. to you all uh, tomorrow morning. Geld, do all the things. Gelt and spay everything. If it moves, spay it. Amen, brother. Neuter it. Put a mask on it. Something. Emily, your first world problem is awesome. <laughs>